You're listening to a message from Crosspoint Church in Williston, Vermont, with lead pastor Todd West. Find out more about us at crosspointvt.org. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Thanks for being here today. We started a series last week called Sweet Like Honey, The Promises of God. And we talked last week about rest, which my kids reminded me of all week. Um, and they said, don't you hate when you have to hear your sermons again? I said, yeah, but God didn't say rest every day. Um, so always, there's always an out, right? We always find a way out. But uh, today I want to talk about the promise of grace. And not just the promise of grace, how you might think of that. God has given us grace and how he has saved us. None of us are worthy. None of us are savable in and of ourselves in our own righteousness. But God loved the world so much that he came and gave his life and extended grace to us. We were born in sin, separated from God, and we deserve to die and be separated from him in eternity in a place called hell because of sin. But Christ came and paid our sin debt on the cross, rose the third day and beat death, hell, and the grave, ascended back to heaven where he's now seated at the right hand of the Father and says that he will extend grace to us if we'll turn from our sin and trust him as our personal Lord and Savior. That is obviously a beautiful thing of grace that we can talk about. And I want you to experience that today. If you've trusted in Christ and experienced that grace, I want you to understand today that there's grace upon grace for you. And this is the grace where no matter what situation you're in, knowing that his grace is truly sufficient. There are those times, the longer I go in preaching and the older I get, the more I realize, the less I really need to say. Uh, meaning the scriptures, I used to feel like I had to prepare 45 to an hour long sermon. And there's nothing wrong with that. Hear me out. But it's almost like you're trying to add to what's there to impress the people. Friend, if God's grace being sufficient for you is not enough, this country boy can't help you out. I'm just here to tell you, I got nothing to add to that today. Here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, and we apologize again that the words are not on the screen, but I had them bring the lights up a little bit so maybe you can see better. Um, maybe you can. I'm still trying to find the words on this book. Uh, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8, I'll start there. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse, or excuse me, chapter 12 and verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. Three different times I begged the Lord, this is Paul saying it, to take it away. We don't know what it was. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. These weren't three little prayers from Paul like we pray sometimes as we're just driving down the road nonchalantly. I believe these were three intense, long drawn-out prayer meetings where Paul begged God through sweat and tears and clawing at the ground to remove whatever this thorn in the side he called it was to get it out of his life. And God said, I will not take it away. But my grace, listen to what he says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Nobody, and I've made these jokes before, wants to talk about our weaknesses. Nobody goes to a job interview and says, before you read my resume, let me tell you what a piece of trash I am. <laughs> Nobody does that because you're probably not going to get the job, right? We appreciate the honesty, but maybe you're too honest, right, in that particular setting, so, you, so to speak. We don't like to talk about weaknesses. As a matter of fact, we, we try to do everything we can to help our kids 
in some ways to uh, navigate around weaknesses and we don't help them to uh, you know, embrace that and know that maybe that's something, and know for definite that's something God can use in their lives. So we just kind of run away from weakness. But I want to tell you, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, sold out and experience his grace, you will have weakness in your life. And God will leave the weakness in your life because it is when you are weak, he can be and is strong. Life has a way of throwing all kinds of trials our way, does it not? It might be disappointment, it might be mistakes, it might be sickness, persecution, it could be loss. But through it all, God promises to offer us grace that is sufficient for whatever season we're in. We learn to rejoice in everything because we know that His grace is enough. I, I, I don't... I've not grasped this. I don't think you're grasping it at the moment. I don't know that we even totally can. But I'm telling you that no matter what situation you go through in life, listen carefully, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, psychologically, uh, have you, relationally, whatever you go through in this world, God said, here's my sweet as honey dripping promise for you. My grace will always be sufficient in your life and in that circumstance. God didn't wait for him to pray three times and then tell him. He told him all three times, my grace is sufficient for you. He comes back, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. He comes back, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Son, it's when you are weak and you can't do this, then I am strong and I'm able to help you get through it. I give you the strength and then I get the glory. See, we live in a self-made man and woman culture, so to speak, here in America. And that really is our Achilles heel, if you will, when it comes to the Christian life. And so as we look at this today, I want us to get an, another amazing promise from God's Word, as we just talked about. And the most amazing gift I feel like that we could ever be given that's truly dripping like honey. I don't know, maybe you, I thought about this last night as I was even going back over this and I even went back in a picture album my mom gave me of our Christmases when I was a little boy growing up and I looked at some of the things that my dad and mom gave me uh, as I was growing up and I began to think about those gifts and I even have some of those toys. Back in those days, you didn't just chunk your toys. One, they lasted a while. Uh, but two, now if I drop one of those trucks on my foot, it'll break it, right? They were made like solid, solid metal. But I was thinking about those gifts and uh, just reminiscing last night about all of those things as we, as we talked about those gifts and things of that nature. And, and as I was thinking about that, I began to think about all the gifts that I've been given in life. Pales in comparison. I mean, Paul said, I consider all these things that I have done, all these things, consider it like done. Even as amazing as these gifts are that we may get, it pales in comparison to the gifts that God gives us. Things like unfailing love forgiveness, mercy, and of course, this beautiful thing called grace. Ephesians 2.8 says, It is by grace you have been saved. And John 1.17 reminds us that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace is dripping from every page of the Bible and evident in the way that God loves his creation. Grace is not only one of the greatest gifts God has given, it's one of the most encouraging promises that's in our lives. And as we jump into this promise today, and as we look at this main passage from 2 Corinthians, Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, again, as I said, about a thorn that is in his flesh. We don't know exactly what this thorn was. We know that Paul wasn't married, so it wasn't that. <laughs> but we, no, that's in, the, that's in the Message Bible. You need to go read that. I'm just kidding. 
Taxter even snickered. He put his head down. Lord, please don't let D see me laughing right now. Just kidding. You got to keep it. See if you're listening. Which many of us know develops our character and resolve. Paul says his thorn was given to keep him humble. He even says he cried out to God asking him to take it away. But then God made him a promise. And it's the same promise I believe God has made to all of us today found in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Did you hear those words today from God? My grace is sufficient for you. This is one of the most profound statements I believe in Scripture. I think if there's one encouragement you should grasp hold of today that is sweet as honey. And I love to cut up and I love to make jokes and I love to do all those kind of things. But there are those days when I'm telling you, you feel like you cannot go on. You feel like this is my last day. I can't do this anymore. And it's almost like in those moments that God steps in and just whispers to you, I know you can't. My grace is sufficient. My strength will be made perfect in your weakness. And so I will boast in the Lord. A couple of things I want to say about this today and help answer this looming question. What does it mean for us practically in the sense of is God's grace enough? Is God's grace enough? Is God's grace sufficient enough for you? Is it sufficient enough for me? First of all, we don't need to look elsewhere. Here's the beautiful reality in this simple message today. When we have all we need, we don't need to look anywhere else for satisfaction, right? I want to say that again. When we have all we need, we don't need to look anywhere else for satisfaction. When we have all we need, we're content. But a big question we all wrestle with is this. And this is where as Christians, we got to be real. Stop this whole facade mess. This is where you got to be real with yourself and ask yourself this question. Is Jesus enough? So you, you, what's making you happy right now? You lose it all tomorrow. Your money, your success, your health, all those things. It's easy to ride that high horse when things are good. Man, you just feel like nothing can touch you. You're indestructible. But when all that's gone, is he still enough? Well, the reality is you don't know till you get there. Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> and the reality is, is that if you walk in this life long enough, you're going to go there. Amen. Not being Debbie Downer today, right? Sorry if your name's Debbie. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be negative today. I'm just trying to say that there will come a time in your life where you're going to need God's grace. And only His sufficiency It's going to carry you through. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And we don't need to look elsewhere. I think back in times of my own life, in in, in just these 40-some years of... Did you notice how I did that? 40-some years of... uh, (laughs) It's getting closer to 50. It's this 40-something now. Y'all shut up. (laughs) But I think back over my life. I think about the times where my health... I, I, I love exercising, all those kind of things. But I look back at a time where my health was my God. It was my God. It's all I focused on. It took place over Jesus. There was a time in my life where money meant more to me than Jesus did. Oh, I know you don't get that. I know you don't. I know I'm just preaching to myself. Let me just preach to me for a minute. You guys go home and pray for me. (laughs) 
There was a time in my life where money meant far more to me than Jesus did. There was a time in my life when degrees, trying to get another degree on my wall, will somehow give me that status amongst my peers to make me an equal with them, if not greater. And so I worked years to get those master's degrees that hang on my wall now that I rarely even look at and nobody even cares about. I mean, I've went through all of the gauntlet of these things trying to go and find it in the pleasures of this life. Had I just went and read Ecclesiastes over and over and listened to it, I would have realized that he had already been there and done that and said, I've tried everything from women to whiskey to whatever you want to name it, wealth. You name it, I had it. And I'm telling you, man, it left me so empty. That nothing would satisfy. Now, some of you are not going to hear me today. You're still going to go after it. I get it. I've been there and done that. I'm just telling you that it will come back one day. And you'll be reminded of this message that this stuff will not satisfy you. It just won't. Now, think back on that. The times I tried to fill my life with stuff. I would try to run to something else to fill my life because of an insecurity that I had when I was a child. And so, therefore, I'm going to fix that. I can, I can beat this. I had this going on when I was here. I can beat that. I can fix this. They told me I'd never finish high school, but now I'm going to show them. Show who? They're dead, probably. But, man, I was so determined. And we spend our life just chasing Stuff, give me more, give me more. I gotta figure that didn't set. Well, there's something else. I gotta go find it. I'm Dixie. Some of you digging today. You're gonna leave here and act like you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but you do. You're digging in all these places, trying to find satisfaction, sufficiency. Oh man, my world's falling apart. Remember back when Amy and our little girl died? What did we do? Yeah, we went to Jesus for a while, but man, let's just be straight for a minute. You can talk about me after church. I don't give a rip. Jesus just wasn't enough. In that moment, he just wasn't enough. He wasn't cutting it for me. So therefore, I go, laugh if you will, buy a Harley. It was fun, I'll tell you. you. Sounds silly, right? I know none of you get this today. But then I go and I buy this Harley. Then everywhere I go, i got to stop at a Harley shop because that's my thing. Man, now I'm that pastor that has a Harley. Man, that's so cool. And who did it impress? I don't know. It just made the old women mad when I rode through town because it was so flipping loud. My sufficiency, I went everywhere you could go to try and find sufficiency. And it just left you empty. And the whole time God was saying, son, I've been trying to tell you. That you're not going to get out from under this. you got to go through this. And the only way to get through it. And come out the other side. Stronger, taller, and better. Is when you let my sufficiency and grace walk you through it. And when you get to the other side. Then you can boast about it. But you can't take credit for it. That's what we don't like either. You like to take credit for it. I, I, I built this business from the ground up. I built this church from the ground up. I blah, 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 blah. You didn't do squat. Do you realize you just took a breath right then and you didn't even have control over? You don't control squat. You're sucking up air that don't even belong to you. It's God's. Every breath he gives you is a gift. How did we get to this place in our churches and in our lives 
that we think somehow this is about us and that we control our destination. We don't. I'm not saying not to work hard. I'm not saying not to give it your all. That's biblical. Hear me out. But just know it is a gift. Every breath you take is a gift. And God said, my grace is sufficient. When those times and trials come in your life, it's in those moments you see your weakness and say, I cannot go on. That God says, no, but I can. And that's what we talked about last week, that yoke where he said, it is built for two people so that he can carry you and walk with you and never leave you or forsake you. So we don't need to look elsewhere. But the crazy part is, even in the midst of this struggle that I would have with sin... And let's call it what it is. It's sin. So, Pastor, buy, no, no, buying a Harley's not a sin. It's the reason I bought the Harley that was the sin. Let's, let's clarify that. Money's not evil. It's the love of it and pursuit of it that becomes evil. But the sin that I was battling, God's grace was still there. And we can boast in our weaknesses because through them, God's power is made manifest in our lives. He said, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. This promise from God is not conditional. It doesn't just apply in certain seasons that seem better than others or to certain people. Instead, it is the transcendent. It is transcendent through every season and struggle. That's why God's grace is a key component in the love of God shown through Christ Jesus on the cross. He made a way for us to enter into a relationship with Him. Even in the midst of our sin, and so maybe today, The step you need to take is coming to the conclusion that God's grace is enough. The beauty is His grace is something we couldn't have earned, even if we tried. There's nothing you can do to earn God's love anymore, and there's nothing you can do to earn God's love any less. What a promise dripping with sweetness today that my grace is sufficient. No matter what you're going through. I get it, man. I get it. You sit down with me and say, Pastor, I just Jesus ain't enough right now. And I don't mean that disrespectful to my Lord. I think you know my heart. I think you know what I'm saying. And he knows what I'm saying. He is enough. But when you're wrestling through some stuff, you'll sometimes buy into that. Ah, there's just got to be more. Something's not satisfying me like it once did. Number two, quickly, we don't have to be strong on our own. Man, that's a hard one for us, isn't it? Made perfect in our weakness. We, I'm just telling you, son of a gun, we don't like this one. Most of you men, if I walked up to you then, I wouldn't because you'd whip my tail. But if I just walked up, poked you in the chest, said, I just think you're so weak. You talk about an insult. What did you say to me? We, we, we don't like to hear that. Go up to somebody at the gym and poke them in the chest. This I would like to see. Some of you that I don't like, I'll encourage you who to go poke. I'm just kidding. Just poke them in the chest. Go kick them in the tail. I think you're weak, dude. Not the best conversation starter. Why? Because we don't like to be told we're weak. You get called into your office from your boss. I just see you as a weak employee. Doesn't go well. I'm just telling you, we hear weakness and we think negativity, do we not? For the most part, do we not? And let me help you out with that, brother. I know you're weak. Give me just keep going on. Y'all getting the picture? You need me to help you lift that? I know you look a little weak. Need help with that? You look, you look a little puny. Look like you need a good worm and just weak looking. 
Can we keep going? Weakness. Nobody likes it. Nobody's attracted to it except Jesus. And that's what counts. He's attracted to your weakness. The whole world says, boo, bummer. Man, I'd hate to be that dude. He's weak. No, Jesus says, give him to me. That's what I'm looking for. Give me that old boy that's weak and says, man, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And God said, I'll take and make a giant warrior out of him. And when I make a warrior out of him and he slays those giants with five smooth stones, he takes them there with that one smooth stone and slays that giant, then only I can get the glory for it. And he can't, but I'll tell you, I'll do giant-sized things in that weak little man that you never thought could take place in his life. It's all because he was weak. I am strong and I get the glory. So you got to go there, man. Men, listen, especially you men, you got to go there. You need to tell your kids. I know they think you're the hero, and they should. And they think you can move mountains, as I still think my dad can, as we should. But you need to also tell them at times, there's things daddy can't do. Daddy can't go to heaven on his own. You listening today, men? I'm not saying not to show them your bicep and pick them up on your shoulders and show them how you can be so strong. But you need to sit them down sometimes and say, there's some things daddy can't do. And daddy needs Jesus. Then what happens, Daddy? Well, then see, Jesus makes Daddy strong. But Daddy can't take credit for it. Jesus gets the credit. Start instilling that in your kids now. We don't have to be strong on our own. First Chronicles 16, 11, Search for the Lord and for His strength continually seek Him. I'll... So humble yourselves, the Scriptures say, under the mighty power of God and at the right time he will lift you in honor. Humility is key to experiencing God's strength. It's just being humble. Yeah, I just, I don't have it. I don't have it. Going to God and saying, I can't, not in a false humility, or we do this really well. Lord, I can't do it, and then you just take it right back. Just keep trying to do it. Those are the best stories, because they always end in failure. I'm just telling you. And here's lastly what I'll say is that we can show grace to others. I don't like this one either. This morning I want to let you know that part of receiving God's grace includes sharing it with others. But man, some people just don't, I don't think they need it. I'm just being really raw today. See, some of y'all looking like a calf at a new gate. You're scared. Some of you got people in your life that you don't think needs God's grace or deserves it. Now, you aren't going to say that. I'm just going to say it for all of us. Now, you need God's grace because you're that special little child. You're that one that just God loves and will forgive. He's long-suffering and mercy and grace. And all. But this person, did you know what they did to me, Pastor? They don't deserve grace. No, not at all. We can show grace to others. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12 that he boasts about his weakness so that the power of Christ can be shown in and through him. Here's the truth. If you are actively pursuing Jesus Christ, someone will take notice. But when they inquire about it, what will you tell them about his grace? Sometimes we are given the opportunity to walk alongside people in our life, one commentator said, who are beginning to follow Jesus. But this endeavor requires patience. 
When someone begins the process of wrestling down their sin and completely giving their life to Jesus, it usually doesn't change overnight. Instead, it is truly a process, and the part of the process must include us showing God's grace to them. Exodus 34, 6. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. God is abounding in love, compassion, and grace. You may not feel equipped to walk with others, and you may not even feel equipped to walk on your own. But again, in our weakness, His grace abounds, and maybe it abounds to overflowing out of your life and on to others. If you're here today and you feel inadequate, you feel weak, you feel unable, I just responded to my own invitation there. I've got some great news for you. You might be exactly where God wants you. I know I'm not alone today. I make some jokes. I try to just hold your attention because mine wanders so much. But we know that God used weakness to form the Apostle Paul into an amazing man of God. Not because Paul was all that. He wasn't. The dude preached one time, a dude fell out of a window and died. That's, that's pretty boring. Right? So he wasn't a great speaker all the time. He didn't have the credentials. He killed God's people. That's what he loved doing. And yet he wrote over half the New Testament inspired by the Spirit of God. How? It's because he went to God and said, can we have a talk? God said, sure. See, I got this one area in my life that I think if you'll take it out, it's going to make me better. So I need you to fix it because you can. You know, I, let's go back, God. You ever do this? You ever remind God of his own stories? Oh, I know. I, I'm preaching to some of y'all. I'm just telling you. You remember when you parted the Red Sea, God? Remember when you took the three Hebrew children through the fire and it didn't even smell like smoke? I can't walk through McDonald's without smelling like a cheeseburger. And you took them through a fire without smelling like smoke. And you're telling me you can't take this out of my side? Uh, hold on a minute. Do you, do you not remember the miracles of David and Goliath? Do you not remember when you empowered Samson to pull down the pillars at the very end and gave him a second chance? You mean to tell me you can't take this out of my sight? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I can take it out. I'm not going to. Come again? Yeah, I can take it out. I'm not going to. Why would you do that? Well, because it makes you weak yeah yeah and when you're weak you, you can't go to any other source to fix it can you mm -mm. no that's when you got to rely on me I'll make you strong I'll raise you up to be a warrior but it won't be your way it'll be my way because see if you did it on your own you could take credit for it but I ain't gonna let that happen I'm going to get the glory for this. And so Paul said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start, this is crazy. I'm going to start bragging about my weaknesses. You get in a group of guys together, so I can only speak for men. You get a group of guys together and they'll just start that testosterone mumbo jumbo about how they've done this, done that, how they're just this, they're that, they're this tough, they're that tough, they're this smart, they're that. I, you, you get a group of guys together and it just... You just want to throw up. You're like, you know, oh my gosh. 
Next time you're in a group of guys, imagine if you just said, you guys are awesome. I don't fit in that category. Huh? Yeah. No, I'm, truth be known, I'm weak. I'm weak. It's a game changer, friend. But I'm not preaching to live for this world. I'm preaching for the kingdom. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Cross Point Church in Williston, Vermont. If you gave your life to Jesus today, I want to encourage you to text yes to Jesus to 484848. If you want to learn more about Cross Point, get connected or find ways to give, visit crosspointvt.org. Have a blessed day.